If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to the Explominate Podcast. This week, I speak to Manuel from Abbey Games. He's one of the main gameplay programmers and one of the co-founders. And we sit down to talk about Godhood, their in-development God game. Welcome to the show, Manuel. How are you? Uh, thanks. I'm fine. That's good to hear. Really glad to have you here. Can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what your role is at Abbey Games? So uh, I'm Manuel. I'm a gameplay programmer at Abbey Games. Um, I'm also one of the founders. So I've been working here ever since we made uh, Reyes, the god game, uh, and we're now explorers as well. Um, mostly doing gameplay programming. Uh, I dabble a bit in marketing as we're a, a small uh, studio of about 10 people. And so, you know, you get to do everything. I'm glad you used the term Reos because we were actually talking about that game last night in our weekly exchange podcast, and I didn't know how to pronounce it. So it's Reos. Uh, that's, that's good to know. <laughs> uh, those are well, Reos is the easy pronunciation, actually. Uh, so in Dutch, we call it Reus. Uh, Reus is actually the Dutch word for giant, as many people have pointed out uh, everywhere online. Uh, but that's the hard pronunciation. So we just call it uh, Reos whenever we talk in English. Reus, I can do Reus. Um, so <laughs> at least I can try it. <laughs> so, well, so you guys have a, a, a pretty long history. I mean, you've been around for how many years now? We started working on Reus in 2011, but we've released uh, that in 2013. So that's about eight years. Yeah, fantastic. And what I've noticed about you guys is that you guys take on some pretty unique ideas, right? So Reus is definitely different. It's a game that I, you know, prior to that, I'd. You know, there was some elements of previous games from like the 90s and stuff like that in Rose, but you guys did something entirely different. So can you tell me a little bit about your history of making unique games and also help me understand, because I feel like as an indie developer, that would be a bit risky to change, like try new things like that. Yeah, no, uh, good question. So we've made uh, three games now, or at least we're still working on a third and uh, we'll be working on that for a while. And even though there's some sort of a trajectory throughout them, it's still hard uh, to, you know, uh, call it a brand uh, after just three games. I think it's good to know that uh, Reyes, we really started as a student project from our uh, studies, the studies of the four founders. And it was just a game that we thought we could make at the time and uh, that uh, the market was ripe for, basically. So we looked at Steam. It was just uh, starting to blossom back then. And we saw there weren't any simulation games there, not any strategy games. So we thought, uh, oh, man, we really need to make this because, uh, you know, no one else is doing it. And it would be really cool to have a game sort of like black and white. And obviously, we had to down-tune our own ambitions because we could never make uh, something that Lion had made at the time. Uh, so then we decided on a 2D style and we had some, some mock-ups and that's how 
uh, Reus basically came to be. Um, and then uh, when we finished Reus and we got to enjoy its success, uh, then we had to start thinking, what will we do after this? Um, and we, you know, we were we were still very young. We still are. Or like the average age here is around uh, 30 at Abbey Games, maybe a little bit younger. You guys are all younger than me. <laughs> that makes me feel old. <laughs> you know, um, we started really young, but we hope to do this for for a long while. Uh, I'm feeling older by the day as well. <laughs> and so, yeah, so we didn't really want to make a sequel right away. We also didn't think that uh, Ghost was especially suited for that. Uh, DLC at the time was uh, less interesting to look at, or at least less popular. And we also didn't really create Reus from the perspective of expanding it. Uh, so we started exploring some other projects. Uh, we did want to stay with you know the vibrant art style that Abbey Games always creates because our artists are already good at it. And we felt you know it was fun to add something less uh, gloomy, less dark, less grim, uh, add something vibrant, something colorful and positive to the, basically. Um, wanted to make a strategy game, a management game. And Renowned Explorers uh, seemed like a really fun theme at the time. We, also, we loved games like FTL and XCOM, so we wanted that sort of gameplay, but we really wanted a theme, uh, interesting theme. So that's maybe an answer to your question, like how do we uh, pick our projects or keep doing different things? Look at a fantasy that doesn't exist yet as a game, but that would make a really great game. Uh, at least, of course, in our expectation. And I think that in hindsight, you know, with the years, we've, we figured that uh, Renowned Explorers probably was too risky a project at the time. We should have probably stayed closer to Reyes. But, uh, but seeing the market, knowing that games like uh, FTL and uh, XCOM did really well, and knowing that adventure uh, theme is always really popular, we thought we can give this a shot. Uh, you know, we still had to figure out how to make it. But that's how we decided that it was not that risky of a project, even though it probably was a risky project, considering that we also started creating an, our own engine at the time. And then uh, after Renowned Explorers, we figured um, uh, that people still were not making a great god game. So we sort of pivoted back to the god game, even though everyone who has seen Godhood and Reyes will know that uh, the two god games are very different. Uh, you know, that's the thing about god games. They're such a broad genre that it's almost impossible to have two god games approach the genre from the same way if you uh, you know compare the game uh, what it's called dominions 4 i think uh, on steam with uh, black and white or from dust or um, crest they're all so different games such different games yeah and it's been a while since we've had a really good attempt i mean unfortunately peter molyneux with his goddess game sort of fell flat and everybody was I don't know, clamoring for a god game. So it was good to see that once your Kickstarter came through and you were looking to make this god game, uh, which is Godhood, uh, we, um, for me, it was an, an immediate backing. I knew Reus and uh, um, the Explorer game were, were Renowned Explorers. Yeah, Renowned Explorers. Yeah, sorry. I was trying to remember the name. Renowned Explorers uh, were both extremely good games. In fact, Renowned Explorers, I thought, was fantastic. I had a lot of fun with it. I really enjoyed the like almost Indiana Jones kind of theme, but mixed with tactical combat that didn't mean... It wasn't always about 
hitting somebody. It could be about like, you know, using other ways to vanquish your enemies. And I thought that was really cool. And the art style, you're right, is, has always kind of been uh, a consistent art style that I really appreciate. So it was good to see I you guys. That's certainly- just to break in there a bit, it's that's uh, really important for us, especially in this these days of an overcrowded Steam. You really have to ask yourself as a developer, what do we have to add to the to the ecosystem or to the to the game culture? And we think, you no, know, right now our quirky games are are really positive. Or you know, it's a bit of a set, but I think uh, as far as serious and strategy games go there is room for you know a way more optimistic vibe of games especially in the tactical genre you usually get to do combat only so that's um, what we try to do for that yeah it was certainly unique and i think some other games have tried to start to do stuff like that too which i think is awesome so you sort of set the trend there which is great so when you go back and you decide all right let's make a god game and maybe let's change it to be a little bit more focused on religion and I mean, <laughs> I can only imagine that there's some trepidation there because clearly religion can be a hot button topic. But you guys decide to go back and make a God game that focuses on like the development of a religion and then like bringing in followers and stuff like that and then all that. So what was the decision? Like, how did you guys come to that decision? What were your thoughts on what you wanted Godhood to be? Okay, so uh, at that point in time, we knew... And Abbey Games is about the systems in there, and it's about the fantasy. And with our love for games as Civilization, for example, or Crusader Kings, some people really like uh, Mountain Blade or uh, Six Ages, uh, culture is a really important theme. Um, So we wanted to make a god game in which it's more about culture and less about power. Even with Reyes, you see that we try to make it about the balance between humanity and the god and not about the power that you exert, which many god games are about. And so we decided to make a game about religion because religion for us is a a perfect tool to combine the topics of culture and the topics of of a god game. Um, So, you know, that's the reason that religion became a part of the game. And then when we were thinking of gameplay... Uh, we really saw the idea of managing people as central. Uh, With Renowned Explorers, people have been very happy with the way the characters uh, turned out. This was not something that we planned for at the start of Renowned Explorers, but after a couple of months of development, we saw that this would become a strength of Renowned Explorers. Uh, So we wanted to do something again with character. And even though Godot doesn't have pre-made characters... um, one of the goals for the game, one that we'll still have to work on more, I think, is to really create the feeling that you have these characters. Uh, and the characters are central to your relation as a god, as an abstract god, with the concrete world. They are what you, gu- uh, what you guide, and they are the tools of influence on the world. Uh, so that's the, you know, the, the concept of godhood. It's guiding your disciples to create a religion and spread it throughout the world. And that sounded like a really cool concept at the time. And I still think it is. We just have a, a long way to go. It's an enormous big dream. Yeah. So from some of the things that you've said in this podcast already, and there's, I feel like there's an underlying notion now that maybe renowned explorers didn't do as well as you'd hoped. So, and, I, and it's unfortunate because I just feel like it's a great game, maybe just released at the wrong time. And if that's the case, is that why you started? The, did you use the Kickstarter this time to back or to get the Godhood development underway? Yes. So, sorry, you make the observation that 
renowned explorers didn't do as well as we'd hoped? Or do you mean Godhood or what? No, it sounds like sales wise, renowned explorers may not have done well. I don't know if I I may have misread your your context or some of what you said, but it just sounded may like maybe like renowned explorers didn't sell as well as you'd hoped. Okay, and that's a, that's a good observation um, because what we saw, so Renowned Explorers is a way better game than uh, Reus. That's what we think in, inside, and you see it in the review rate on Steam as well. Um, but we did see that the appeal of Reus was definitely better than that of Renowned Explorers, and we think you know, we have all kinds of guesses what that is. Uh, for example, I think that the, the casual vibe that Renowned Explorers gives, it's definitely not a casual game, as you know, if you've played it. It's kind, kind of hardcore. But the casual vibe that it gives um, turns, uh, you know, hardcore PC gamers off. They don't think it's going to be a deep strategy game if there's colorful characters who go on an adventure. Sounds more like a mobile game to some. Uh, and we knew that even uh, if we, for us being a good game, it would be hard to push it beyond what it was. And that's one of the reasons that we didn't continue on it. But still, Renowned Explorers has been a commercial success. Uh, so we... Uh, we're also able to fund a large part of Godhood ourselves as well to take the risk there. That's why we're not working with a publisher again. And the Kickstarter uh, uh, came more towards the end because we realized uh, Godhood is very big and to a large extent it's also uh, undefined. So we want to start cr uh, creating this with the community. So the funding that we uh, uh, sought through Kickstarter uh, was um, meant to achieve the entire dream that we wanted. And I, I think we still need to, uh, to work longer on that to get there. Um, and to also start the conversation with the community to figure out, hey, is, is Godhood going in the right direction? What uh, people want? And do they have other expectations of it that we have to deal with? Uh, so Kickstarter is the start of, yeah, it was the first light I think that uh, people saw an announcement before, but Kickstarter is the, uh, first real touching point with the community for us. So with that being said, unfortunately, it does seem like Godhood has received some, uh, <laughs> to put it positively, constructive feedback, right? Through the Steam rating systems, it sounds like some people were expecting something different. So how do you and the team plan to address the feedback you guys have received through Steam? Uh, no, it's a, it's a good point. I mean, right now, the review rate for Godhood on Steam uh, is mixed. I believe it's like 53% around that rating. Uh, obviously, that's not what uh, we hoped for. Um, but it's also a reality we have to live with. I think we um, went into early access a bit uh, with different expectations than what it was. Godhood is also our first early access title. Um, first of all, I should point out Rick, my colleague, has made a, a big post uh, not that long after launch. It's one of the announcements on Steam in which he uh, uh, basically lays down what we hear and the feedback uh, around launch and what we plan to do on it. Uh, we also made a, a roadmap post at some point. Uh, it's probably good to link that somewhere. So, okay, to get to what we actually want to do, um, at some point we want to go get to 1.0 to create a base game that we think that is good. We don't think Godhood is very good now. It has potential, like a lot of people, even the negative reviews point out. Uh, but at 1.0, we want the game to be good. Uh, what does that mean for us? Uh, it means two things, especially among a lot of other small things. One thing is that um, as a player, you get to define your own religion. This is the basic premise of the game. Create your own religion. 
And it's what the first milestone update coming out um, next week uh, is for October 23rd, 24th, maybe. It will help you create your own religion a lot better. But this will be an ongoing theme throughout Early Access. And, you know, if everything goes well enough, even beyond Early Access, we will work on this. The idea is that the player gets to express their fantasy in the game. The um, uh, second point is the uh, world map. So in the roadmap, you see this titled as Milestone 2, the world map update. And we're still uh, doing concepting for that. But we really want Gato to be, um, you know, the... During initial concepting for the game, we had a lot of great ideas of what the, the world of uh, Godhood looks like. It, uh, it's called Krakatoa, this world, and there's a, a rich backstory that isn't in the game yet, and we want to put that on the world. But we also want the world to be a goal for you. Like in Renown Explorers, for example, you explore the world. Um, in Europa Universalis, you conquer the world. The world has to be your objective. It introduces the other gods, the other religions, um, and it allows you to measure yourself how well does your religion do this is in the game already but we don't think it's really good now so that's why we want we want to dedicate our second update to that um, and then uh, i don't think early access is finished by then because there are probably still some things that we have to uh, address that we don't know yet or that we haven't decided yet what will be the priority after that there's lots to do about uh, interface, quality of life, balance, that sort of things. But these are the big milestone goals that we have now. From speaking with other developers, I can mostly say that developers are usually their own harshest critics. So for you yourself, I mean, I know that you have, you're intimately involved in this project. So if you step back a little bit and you look at it, what do you think Godhood's biggest uh, frustration or difficulty right now and how do you think that you can overcome it big question um so i'm a gameplay programmer and not a designer so they will probably have different answers than i have so i must say that uh, early access is a roller coaster right and you know between reading all the reviews discussing everything within the team of course there is a diverse range of opinions here as well and working on the game very hard to get the next update ready it's uh, it's really hard to take that step back that you uh, that you asked for but let me try anyway so i really firmly believe that there is an interesting and challenging game and the reason i believe that this is because um i've played it and there are uh, quite some people who've also played dozens or even hundreds of hours already of Godhood uh, on Steam. And this is a game that is you to basically create a great religion in the sense that it's effective in converting other religions. Um, and with this first milestone update, we also get more uh, religious development in the game. So right now in the live version, you can only pick very large you can only paint in very large strokes, broad strokes. Like you can say, I'm a war god, I'm a peace god, I'm a lust god, for example. And with this next update, uh, that control and influence will be a lot more refined. Um, I think the largest obstacle is to dice those two. To, um, like a good game of Civilization is memorable both because you had a really interesting interaction with the systems and because everything felt like a story. So in Civilization VI, when you, you know, you go to be 
uh, you go for the research victory and you finally launch that rocket. You have this whole st story about your civilization, how you came from nothing and maybe you used uh, religion uh, as well. And then you conquered some nations and then you had some setbacks, but in the end you were able to launch that rocket. Um, you know, that synthesis I think will be a, a large uh, challenge to get, get good for Godhood. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, that I think that's a really good observation too. So for me, it sounds like you guys have a lot coming in Milestone 1, and I've actually opted myself into the beta to, to take a look, and I see a lot of great changes. Can you outline some of those changes for me just so that the audience knows what's coming? Yeah, so we're going to release a lot more information in these coming days as well so that people know what they're up to before uh, playing the updates. Um, but uh, the most important thing is the religion development feature. Uh, this is a feature uh, that asks of you every uh, uh, multiple points in the game, uh, collect enough followers to pick a, a religion development from uh, sort of a graph or a tree of options on the religion that you chose and that you're choosing to be. For example, if... Um, uh, if you choose to be a god of madness, for example, you get to the direction of chaos or the direction of secrecy, along with a lot of uh, different sub-choices there. And at some point in the game, you also get to add uh, tenets to that. So the tenets are sort of smaller commandments. Commandments are war, peace, lust, uh, chastity, and madness. And tenets will, will be things like, uh, how do you... Uh, how do your people deal with the dead or the afterlife in general? Is there an afterlife uh, or the role of animals and nature in your religion? Is this important in your religion? Then you will choose the, uh, the animism uh, tenet. Is this not important? Then you will pick a different one. Uh, so that's the, the, the broad strokes for the main feature that will allow you to define religion on a much more defined or a much more micro level than before. Uh, it's really cool because each of the upgrades uh, changes both the way your city looks, uh, but also the way that your strategy plays out. So there will be a lot of uh, room for min-maxing there as well. Um, and then the other thing that's way harder to uh, put your finger on is sort of a big balance change. Uh, so in the in the beta, you will see that uh, there's a new resource called the, the Crystal Skulls. And these Crystal Skulls... Um, are what you need to spread your religion throughout the world, to start sacraments that you use to convert other tribes. And these are limited. And that is a tool that our designers hadn't had before to really um, yeah, basically fix the pacing of the game. It, uh, this makes sure that the game has a goal that's always equally challenging, depending on... Uh, your skill level as a player and the difficulty setting that you choose and uh, uh, make sure that you have that you know what to do that you know how far you are from winning and how far you are from losing it functions a little bit like in uh, renowned explorers um yeah that along with a whole set of uh, subtle changes in the city economy in the action economy um they make for a balance update that when I played, I get a lot more excited about making the choices in the game. And this is a change that you can only really experience. That's why we uh, also created the public beta. So for anyone listening, if it's not yet out the update, you can still play it yourself by going to our forums, following the instructions. Yeah, I'll say that the tenant system, it feels a lot like a skill tree for your religion, which I really like. So 
And there are some hard choices that you make because sometimes you'll choose a skill that will uh, negate the ability to choose one of the other skills, which I think is great because you it really it, it you know it, it allows for replayability. So one time I might try a certain path on that skill tree, and then the next time I might try, and that's just for just one religion or one religion type. So so you'll have skill trees, individual skill trees, unique skill trees or unique tenant systems for each of the religion types, right? So uh, yeah, so, so uh, the, we, for the beta, we unlocked the peace and the lust uh, commandment, if I'm correct. And the tenets, they are, uh, you can pick them, mix and match from them, regardless of which commandment you've picked. That is to, uh, uh, you know, have more replayability. So the right now, the vision is that throughout a playthrough, you get to pick two commandments and maybe two tenets. So this means that there will always be a large set of trees that you don't get to play with, uh, but you can also make really interesting combinations uh, with the same commandment every time around if you just really want to be a war god every time. But I'm really glad that you mentioned the replayability because I think that's the the theme that ties this update to, together. You know, the, the challenge on the world map and... Uh, you know, it's still going to be a static world map for now until the next world map update happens. But the challenge on the world map combines with the replayability of the uh, religion developments. It will allow you to experience the game in different ways and play it a couple of times, even though it's still uh, shorter than we want the game to be in the end. Yeah, and I think that's important for a game like this, especially since I do feel like even just the peace and lust trees right now, the lust tenets, are they do feel very different so i'm excited to see where how all that progresses and you mentioned the map changing for milestone tune is is that is that going to be randomized in some ways or is that i mean how how, how i mean i know you can't give too much away or you probably don't have everything completely set in stone yet but can you tell us a little bit about milestone two so just uh, today we had a meeting about it and i wasn't in there because i had to do other stuff um but we, there's nothing set in stone yet. So it's really important that people also uh, express what they want from the map, um, specifically for a, a procedural map. I don't know yet. So a procedural is good for replayability, obviously, because you get to do different things every time. But I mentioned that it's also really important for us to fulfill certain lore goals. Um, and for that handcraft, it works better. Uh, I can imagine it becoming a combination, but really, I. I don't know yet uh, what it will become. So I have to wait for that one. Awesome. Well, stay tuned then. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to ask about the Kickstarter, just to go back a little bit, you guys went above what you'd asked for, correct? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but not too much. Still, it might be, it, it should be nice in the day where I think, honestly, Kickstarter is starting to lose its appeal that people had enough faith in you guys to, to back you like that because a lot of people don't anymore. So that must have felt good. Uh, no, uh, when we started the Kickstarter, we were really aware uh, that failure was a big option, even for a developer with uh, two titles out and uh, you know, a lot of people who appreciated those titles. Uh, so when we, uh, in the midst of the Kickstarter campaign, it felt a little bit like, oh, we're not going to make it perhaps. But when in the end we made it after, you know, 30 days of um, uh, constant, constant vigilance and answering everyone and uh, making the new video, uh, more content for it. Uh, it was a really good feeling to get that vote of uh, confidence from the community. And I think that's also what's carrying us through early access right now. Like, even when I read through the negative reviews, 
more than half of them mentions they uh, have enjoyed our previous games and they have trust in us. Uh, and that's, you know, that's the best way you can get it. If people say, this is not what I want it to be, but I have faith in you that you will get it there. That's exactly how we feel about Godhood as well. That, uh, you know, it's a great game. Uh, already bits and pieces of it are in there. You know, it can really have fun, especially after the upcoming updates, but it will become better every month and uh, at least every update. And once it's in uh, 1.0, it will be great. Yeah, I can say that having opted into the beta that, I mean, not that my faith in you guys had been uh, tarnished at all, but I will say that it's been reaffirmed now that I've played the new beta because I feel like you guys have a really good idea of where this game needs to go. So with the new update that's coming, and of course, like you mentioned before, you can opt in and check it out. I was I, I sat down last night to play it. I thought I was going to play it for 15 minutes, and I played it for two hours. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this, this is a direction I can really get behind. So definitely you guys are headed in a perfect direction, I think. So I'm, I'm looking forward to how that ends up uh, progressing as well. That's, that's awesome to hear. Uh, you know, we've... Uh, we have some feedback from the beta and uh, we still are iterating on it, but it's really great to hear that you have two hours of fun with that. And I, I think one of the things that I forgot to mention about the, um, the new update is that these uh, religion developments, they just give a ton of space for our writers, for our artists or illustrators to just create a bunch of new stories and new themes. So this is what you've seen. And the um, idea that you can make 14 different choices for a peace religion only. And all these stories have, uh, you know, a visual implication and at least a, a little story attached to them. I think that's that's what's really cool about the updates, that we give a space for lots of cool content, like in Renowned Explorers, where every expedition and every note had, uh, had fun. Yeah, now that we've been talking about Renowned Explorers, I want to go back to that because I really enjoyed that game. So I might, I might go back and fire that one up too. So <laughs> that's great. Have you ever played the newest uh, expansion for that? Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. yeah and, it, and it, I didn't play enough of it. So I think it's uh, this is a good excuse to go back and play some more. <laughs> the, the fact that we didn't really market it that well and that it was free uh, uh, makes people feel that it's not really a big update. But the, the Lost Crusade, uh, which is the name, it's, it's an entire new expedition and it's probably the best expedition that we've created just because it's the last one. Uh, that we've created and we had a lot of experience making it um, it's full of stuff you have to play it a couple of times to figure out what's in there even uh, if you play really well if you, if you haven't played it it's really worth firing up the game especially because it's free absolutely no you've convinced me i'm I, just having very fond memories of the game in general i'm i'm gonna go back and fire it up and just remind myself why i liked it so much so i had a question for you uh with and this is just, a, <laughs> this is a self-serving question, but uh, with Reus and, and Godhood, I feel like you have basically the, the, if you mash those two games up, I feel like you'd have black and white in your own form. <laughs> Any chance we'd ever see a game like that where you kind of combine what you did with Reus and then uh, what you've done with Godhood and maybe, uh, I, mean, I know that this is probably nothing you can really comment on, but I would just love to see the two of them combined and make this like cool uh, take from Abbey Games on a black and white type like game. <laughs> okay, so um, I can see Abbey Games trying to recreate the perfect Dream God game again and again and again, but since Godhood is is the dream, and uh, we think we can work on Godhood for years, so. 
even when we uh, release it in 1.0, it will still be a game that we can work on for two, three, four, maybe 10 years to come. Uh, that's how big the dream is for it. So that's also the reason that we haven't really been looking at next projects. So I'll just take this uh, enthusiasm of yours as a suggestion to chalk it up on go. the board. <laughs> awesome. I like it. I would love to see like mystical giant creatures in Godhood. That would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely going to be some some tie-ins there. Fantastic. Cool. Great. There aren't uh, in there already. So you've kind of already laid this out just a little bit, and I was just hoping maybe you could finish off this podcast with just letting us know clearly the general goal from here to the point where you reach 1.0 is what you what you said to make a fun game, a good game, right? So is there anything that you haven't mentioned already that you think will be a, an important factor in making 1.0 a fun game? So I already mentioned this. I think the game, the fun game is already in there somewhere. I just think we have to, you know, unearth it more uh, and add more content and more uh, length and more replayability to it and just cool features. Um, and that um, voicing what they want from the game and that we keep talking back uh, or not talking back is wrong as an expression. I mean, keep communicating back uh, what we think the game is going to be. Obviously, this influences each other, this dialogue. But I think there is a, a God game that people want God to be that it can never become. It can never become a black and white uh, because it's just not a, you know, a physical sandbox game. Uh, but in many ways, it can become a game that's better than black and white, although different. Um, so yeah, I really want to invite people to keep the conversation going, to keep uh, having the faith that they had already, and just keep playing the game. That's really important for us. If people have passed judgment already, then you know God is not going to make it. But if they keep checking back every update, um, play it again, let us know whether we improved the game or that we actually made it worse. Uh, early access is new for us and uh, the community you know it's the most perfect thing uh, it's also really frightening to work with the community because obviously they're gonna uh, point out all your mistakes but they also point out everything that you do well i will say in compliment to you guys that i feel like you have handled the community very well your kickstarter campaign was one of the best i've ever seen i mean it it, it was getting wow, me excited thanks. And, you know, the weekly videos and stuff like that and the weekly updates that way were, were exciting. They were fun to have, you know, like a, 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 it was a fun way to interact with you guys through Twitch and stuff and just to see where everything was going and kind of get a feel for where the game was going to be headed. And so and then since then, I feel like you guys have done a fantastic job of taking constructive criticism, um, sometimes not so constructive criticism and making it constructive and then it, clearly i think milestone one is going to is going to prove to the people that may have had issues or may have walked away that you guys are doing a really good job of hearing people and i think you have a finger on the pulse right you it seems like you understand where the game needs to go and you're making great strides to make it that way so i applaud you guys i think that's great and i'm really excited about what the future holds for godhood Thanks. That's that's really great to hear. I mean, this this is obviously the biggest challenge for us, and especially from you know from you from Explorminate, it's really good to hear that we're going in the right direction. And I hope that the update proves it. You know, if uh, if people think other way otherwise, we'll hear it and we'll work on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you. I'm sure you'll hear it. If anything, the community likes to talk, <laughs> likes to hear, likes to let their voice be heard. So. Um, but again, I think you guys have handled all of that very well. I don't think there's, you know, it, it, there's, there are sometimes developers who feel defensive about their 
their program or their game. And I understand that because it's a lot of hard work and clearly they're, you know, there are things that maybe people don't see from behind the scenes that they, you know, may have changed the way they approached certain things and certain criticisms, but you guys have handled it with grace. And I think that's fantastic. I'm a huge fan. I'm really looking forward to how Godhood reaches 1.0. So thanks for joining me, Manuel. This is perfect. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to answer my questions. No problem. Thanks for having me and for posing some great questions. I hope people heard what they want to hear. And if they didn't, we'll come back and, and you know, and pin you down a little bit more and see about getting more questions out of you if you, if you have time. But yeah, thanks again. You can do it uh, every update, perhaps. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I'd love that. So thanks again for being here. And, and again, we'll be watching and looking forward to seeing how everything goes. Thanks. See you, Rob. <laughs>